Welcome to the Freedom Report. What I love about Austin Peterson is his love of the battle. He wants to fight. Austin was, of course, the rabble-rouser, just to make sure I stayed Rothbardian. We live in a world fraught with danger, and there is a certain amount of danger that the public must endure in order to secure the blessings of liberty for economic freedom and personal liberty. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Austin Peterson here. Welcome back to the Freedom Report podcast. Today is Friday, March 15th, and beware the Ides of March. Uh, Today, I want to talk about a subject that if you follow me on Twitter, you are already keen to, you're already hip to, and you probably want more because for the last 48 hours, I have been embroiled in a bitter civil war between myself and the socialists of the conservative movement, the leftists of the conservative movement. Now, the point of this show, this podcast today, is to not to say that all conservatives are socialists. But I think that by the end of this podcast, you will agree with me that at least many of conservatives are socialists, or that maybe even most conservatives are socialists, at least based on their opinions on the topic of whether or not the government should intervene, the federal government should intervene into the lives of families and engage in family planning. Now, when I say it like that, you might think to yourself, family planning, well, what are you talking about? Funding Planned Parenthood? Well, in a sense, I sort of am. But what I'm really discussing here is the question of federal paid child family leave, right? So family leave, federal family leave. And essentially, what's going on right now is that there's a debate. A bill has been pushed forward by Senator Mike Lee. There have been multiple variations of this bill. Some of them is the federal government paying directly, right, which means they have to raise taxes. Uh, But the one that is being proposed right now is essentially a zero interest loan uh, that you would take on your Social Security account. So it would come out of your own retirement, which sounds good on its face. Uh, But there are some complications with this. Um, And in total, in general, my argument has been that this is a form of social engineering. Now, socialism as it's defined, and I've defined it many times, and I have to do this over and over again, and especially because it's very important. What is socialism? Socialism is central planning, central control, right? So if we're engaging, using the federal government to engage in family planning, that is socialism, right? We are benefiting one group of people that we like, and we're punishing people that we don't like. Another form of of social engineering like this would be cigarette taxes, for example. Cigarette taxes are a form of social engineering. Uh, They are a form of socialism because the, uh, the, the argument is supposed to be that we are trying to mold people's behavior by raising taxes on something. We're trying to discourage this behavior. And by encouraging paid family leave, what we're trying to discourage is, or, or encourage, we're trying to encourage childbirth. Now, uh, what's interesting, I think probably really irked so many conservatives, and I'm going to read the tweet that really sparked it off and got me called all sorts of nasty names. I'm going to read that in just a moment. But what really irked uh, the conservatives is that I used conservative rhetoric to argue against their new federal program. I used conservative rhetoric that is normally used against minorities when minorities want welfare. Have you ever heard conservatives talk about welfare when liberals want welfare or when illegal immigrants want welfare uh, or if someone is a drug addict and they want welfare? Why should we have to pay for their poor choices? 
Well, uh, this sparked a gigantic firestorm. I'm going to read the tweet to you guys so that it's clear what I'm discussing here. And this is what I posted. I said, can conservatives who support the family leave policy please explain why the rest of us who don't have kids need to subsidize their poor decisions? Ouch. Right? And you can understand why people are upset. Because some people were saying that I was saying, and they were putting words in my mouth, that I was saying that them having kids was a poor decision. When in reality, what I was saying is that their lack of ability to engage in family planning without a federal program is, means that they make poor decisions. Do I think it's a poor decision for someone to have children if the express purpose of having that child is to be on welfare? Yes. Is the child the poor decision? No. The poor decision is being made by the parent, right? And of course, when, uh, when so this rhetoric is commonly used by conservatives to attack liberals who want welfare. Now, they don't like it. White social, socialist conservatives don't like it when you point out that they are simply asking for another form of social engineering. And they really didn't like the fact, and they didn't give a shit about the fact that I said that they, it's unconstitutional because, and, and it, I mean, people were literally attacking me for saying that this was unconstitutional. It is unconstitutional. Where in the enumerated powers of the federal government does the federal government have the authority to create a, a family leave policy? There is no constitutional authority for such. If, if, look at California. California instituted a program like this, and everybody thought this was going to be such a great thing. But what happens when you intervene into the private market? I hate that I have to explain this because I, I think what I'm really fighting against are the are th theocrats uh, of the right, right? The social conservative theocrats who are, they are socialist, uh, socialists. They're just socially conservative. That's the only thing that they're conservative about, right? Is they're not really conservative about economics. They're not conservative about the constitution. They're not constitutionalists. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably a good idea for us to separate the concept of constitutionalism and conservatism because I'm starting to believe that those two concepts are separate. Constitutionalism is not conservatism. Conservatism is just big government republicanism. It's it's just theocratic statism. This is my opinion, of course, uh, but it's based on some of the tweets that I'm going to read to you. I, I think you'll have a hard time disagreeing. But it bothered me deeply to see conservatives tossing aside my arguments about enumerated powers and constitutionalism, because what I think is, uh, always happens and what we've seen happen is that when conservatives are in power, it's not socialism when they do it, right? When they're out of power, then all of a sudden they're constitutionalists and they're talking about how Obama can't do this, he can't use his emergency powers. But when Trump wants an emergency declaration, it's okay when we do it. Right? And I have to give a lot of credit to the Republican senators who stood up to President Trump on this emergency declaration, including my own Senator Roy Blunt, congratulations, and uh, boo to you, Josh Hawley. Uh, glad I ran against you. Sorry I didn't beat you, and I should have, because it's things like this that really piss me off, Josh. But uh, anyways... Social conservatism likes babies. Okay, I like babies too. I love babies. I love babies. I want to have babies. Right? People were accusing me of all kinds of nasty things because I haven't had kids yet. Well, in some ways, I'm the epitome of the conservative because I have waited until I the right moment when my life is together so that I can have a child. That's family planning. So in many ways, I'm actually more conservative than many of these social conservatives who really just want to thrust their narrow version of morality on the rest of us, Constitution be damned.
Now, there was an article that came out uh, just today, actually, my friend Tiana Lowe, uh, who is frequently appears on Fox News and who is a writer for National Review, actually wrote a piece that I think in some ways squared the circle. She really did a good job of writing a nice, nuanced, balanced approach. And I would, I would say that she really is tendency towards more, like she really does split the middle kind of between a conservative and a libertarian, but I've never seen her argue for big government. And certainly in this piece that I will read to you in just a few minutes, she did a good job of that. She managed to, to uh, sort of uh, thread the needle here between a disagreement between me and an old friend, Tim Carney, uh, and myself on this issue of uh, the federal program. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But my argument about is conservatism just socialism for white people, let's see if we can uh, answer that question. So when I asked the question, I said, can conservatives who support the family leave policy please explain why the rest of us who don't have kids need to subsidize their poor decisions? Right. First response I see here, uh, and this is the I'm saying the only reason I'm saying their names, and I, or I wouldn't if it was a private message, uh, but these are public tweets, so I'm saying their name because their name is on their Twitter. Uh, Evan Ward, who has a nice big Catholic cross in his bio, says, "A nation's ability to reproduce itself, i.e., its own survival, is a compelling interest of government." Well-functioning markets need the creative potential of future generations. This take is terrible, even from a libertarian perspective. So here what he's saying is that the, in some ways, that the, that the individual, he's putting collectivism above individualism, right? And that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, conservatism is a collectivist philosophy. And I don't know anyone that would disagree with that, right? It is about it is about community. And I did get a lot of people on Twitter saying we live in a society, right? They didn't say social contract, however, but that's ultimately what they were arguing. But he's saying a nation's ability to reproduce itself, i.e., its own survival. First of all, our nation's survival is not at risk because we do not create a new unconstitutional federal program, right? We're not. We're, our survival is not at risk because the government isn't subsidizing childbirth. The, if market, there's a supply and demand for pretty much everything, including the creation of new babies. And sometimes what happens is that the birth rates will ebb and flow. It will go up and down. And the government should not be involved in the business of providing procreation because sometimes you'll have an over-exuberance, right? You'll have an overabundance, perhaps, of goods. And that can't always be a good thing, right? Overpopulation is a thing. I'm not saying it's that. I'm not going to go so far as like most socialists who say, oh, well, it's going to be a natural disaster. No, because overpop what will happen with overpopulation is that eventually the lack of resources will result in there being a pulling back uh, in the number of people in the society. And that should be determined by the individual wants and needs of the individuals in those societies. It should not be determined by government. In some ways, what the conservatives are, are saying is that we're all just to be farmed out, right? The government should be farming us and creating more and more of us, right? And encouraging the growth of us through what? Tax breaks, perhaps, right? Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. But in, but in creating new federal programs in order to benefit one over another, I mean, they can, what, are, what constitutional argument is there for that? Well, they'll say they promote the general welfare. Okay, well, then you are a socialist because that's what socialists use to argue in favor of welfare. Now, we also had a lot of conservatives who say, well, children are a public good. No, your children are a private good. They're your children, and you're supposed to take care of them. Children are not a public good. 
Uh, right? I'm sort of reminded of Hillary Clinton when she said it takes a village. And in some sense, after conservatives have lambasted Hillary Clinton for years of saying, oh, it takes a village, it takes a village, this is what conservatives are arguing. We need to have a new federal, unconstitutional federal program, program because it takes a village. That's why, in, uh, that's one of the arguments that I'm using to buttress my defense of the question, which I think is answered, uh, with that conservatism really is just socialism for white people. Right? It's just so ironic because, of course, they would say, oh, cool, no, we're not socialists, we're not for central planning, we're not for central coal, we just want to teeter here and tweak there and do that there, and we want to engage in social engineering, but social engineering that benefits us and our people and not them or their people, right? Because if, if, if children are a public good, then how do you qualify between one child or another? So if someone comes here, let's talk about anchor babies for a moment. If someone comes here and has a child uh, and they're not, a, they're not a citizen, that child's a public good, right? Oh, wait, wait. So the creation of that child is not a public good? Oh, okay. Well, I th but I thought, how can you disc discriminate between one child and another? I mean, if children are a public good, then all children are a public good, right? right so we should be encouraging anchor babies to come to the United States if children are a public good. Right, if this is helping to build our society, right? Or what about immigrant children, illegal immigrant children that just come here, right? DACA's, Dreamers, no, they don't care about those children. This is why this, uh, my argument is, is that conservatism is socialism for white people. It's socialism for our people, not for theirs. We want to have government centrally plan our families. We don't want to have to pay for them or their families. We want to, we, why don't you just pay for your own damn families? Let the, let the illegal immigrants pay for their own damn families, and then we all won't have a problem. But of course, when I said something like that, there was this, there's this guy, he's uh, some conservative snark uh, Twitter account, and he tweeted at me uh, to, as, in response to this and said, libertarianism is godless hedonism. Well, maybe. <laughs> but godless hedonism will always be better than theocratic socialism. Uh, I would prefer godless hedonism to theocratic socialism any day of the week. I would prefer anarchy to a theocracy uh, because then I won't have to be ruled by white theocrats. And uh, let me continue on to make this argument. So you're not accepting a cent of Social Security, right? This is a conservative, by the way. These tweets are conservatives. You're not accepting a cent of Social Security, right? My four good decisions are going to pay for it. Okay, this is the argument that they used against Ayn Rand because Ayn Rand collected Social Security. Well, if I pay into Social Security, then I should be able to collect it, right? right? And why is it that you're going to give it to someone who is a, having children? Why can't I have it? Oh, because this, children are a public good? Well, then, 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 so, then so are anchor babies. So are the children of illegal immigrants. So are DACA children. So are dreamers, right? You can pick and choose all you like, but all you're showing is your inconsistency. Right? Now, you can tell this topic really fires me up. And then uh, the, another response. This is, I believe, Jose Galvin says, to support natural growth of native population, which will in turn spur higher economic growth, which will benefit all, including the childless. Not my position, they said, but the argument I would make. Okay, to support natural growth, it's not natural growth if you're subsidizing it, which will in turn spur higher economic growth, maybe, we don't know, which will benefit all, including the childless, perhaps. Very speculatory. And then uh, we did get one from a lefty who said, yet nearly every other nation somehow manages this Herculean task. Ah, yes, every other socialist nation manages this Herculean task, right? But I thought we were wanting to make America great again. 
right? This is why somebody said to me the other day that Trumperism is really just white socialism. Sometimes it can be hard to distinguish between these two. But listen to this. And, you know, you see where I'm going on a little tangent here, but hold on a second. So Kelly Brewer said, yes, yet every other nation somehow manages a Herculean task, right? Okay, well, this is the response that somebody said. Want to compare the population sizes of these nations? Using any of these nations that have a population city, si the size of NYC is a dead argument. It has never been implemented in a country as big as ours, unless you count China or the USSR, right? Very true, very true. Jake the Great says, as a parent, children aren't poor decisions. That said, I agree that the government has no right to mandate employer-offered benefits. The flip side of this coin butts up against religious li liberty and mandating contraceptive and abortion care. This is not up to Uncle Sam. Thank you, Jake the Great. You are not a socialist. <laughs> right. Children aren't poor decisions, but the decision to have a child that you cannot raise or take care of is a poor decision, and it's, and, and it's incumbent on the parent. The responsibility should be incumbent on the parent. And here's what he says. He has no right to mandate employer-offered benefits. Well, what's interesting, of course, is that when California did this, when they had the uh, mandatory paid child family li uh, leave, uh, Deloitte, Deloitte and Touche, uh, they scaled back their programs by the amount that the state of California was subsidizing it. So it's amazing, right, how these how free markets work, because there's always these negative unintended consequences. You think, oh, well, we're just going to do this in addition to what the private companies are doing. But why should the private company do it if the government does it, right? If the government is offering Obamacare, why should we have, why would we have private companies? You can't compete with free, folks. And if the government's doing it, why should the corporations do it? Right? So we want the corporations to be incentivized to offer these kinds of things. And the only way that they're going to be incentivized to do so is through competition in the workplace, competition in the marketplace, not through government intervention. Government intervention is going to crowd out the marketplace, even the best laid plans of mice and men. And then, of course, Jürgen Berg Bergstrom says, unless you support unregulated borders, American children and traditional families actually matter. So it really is about white socialism, folks. Uh, the modern conservative movement is really just socialism for white people, not for anybody outside of our countries. Their, their socialism is bad. Our socialism is good. I'm so fired up about this. I could go on and on. I laughed so hard earlier at that guy who said, the libertarianism is godless hedonism. Is that supposed to be a compliment? Right? I, 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 like I said, I much prefer godless hedonism to your authoritarian, theocratic, white people socialism. You can... Uh, uh, you can keep it. So Tiana Lowe writes about this today, a conservative and libertarian approach to child care. Uh, she says, with Republicans in the Senate recently ramping up efforts to kowtow to the paid parental leave demands of Ivanka Trump, a debate has broken out within the Libertarian and Conservative Alliance on how to handle the matter. Uh, Tim Carney responded to me saying, actually, I think people are good. I wasn't saying people aren't good. Uh, he says, one of the worst libertarian tendencies is treating people as means rather than ends, and thus, having, thus treating having a baby as equivalent to a consumer choice, which is what I did earlier. Right? I'm not sure that I agree with him there. I said, I'm saying, and, th and then I tweeted back to Kim, or excuse me, to Tim. I said, I'm saying your kids are your responsibility and your family planning is your job. And Tim responds, I agree people should pay for their kids' needs as much as possible. I also think it's a mistake for you to say having a kid and a job is a poor choice. Well, it, what's interesting, though, if you think about this, and I'll get back in the article in just a moment, is that true conservatism is really about the wife, the, the nuclear family. Should the mother really be working at all? Again, I'm not a conservative, and this isn't my viewpoint, but from the outside looking into the conservative movement, 
My understanding is is that really the woman's that that the philosophy that I see is that the woman's place is in the home. The, mo- the why is the mother having a job, right? The mother's supposed to t- stay home and take care of the kids. That's the traditional social conservative position, right? But we we've abandoned that, and so now social conservatives who who I think are upset about the fact that we now have women in the workplace to a degree, not all of them, right? I'm not just trying to be inflammatory here, but there are many social conservatives who do believe that it's a woman's job to stay home and take care of the kids, right? You can't disagree with that. There are social conservatives who believe that. So the traditional conservative position should be not that the woman goes into the workplace, it should be that the woman stays home. And what's really interesting too, of course, is that we, we hear from conservatives about the plight of men hearing about it very frequently, the plight of men, right? Men are becoming wussified. Uh, men are, men are uh, deadbeats. They're pot smokers. They're not having kids. They're not engaging in traditional family values. Uh, but you put women in the workplace to compete with men, and then you institute these kinds of family leave policies to benefit women, right, at the expense of men. Because if men earn more, according to modern feminists, then men are the ones who are paying into these social security account, uh, accounts. And who's going to be the ones to collect it? Women. And they say, oh, well, it's for men too. Bullshit. This is for women. This is a giveaway to all of, our, to all of the white socialist theocratic conservative fathers. This is a giveaway to their white uh, soon-to-be theocratic authoritarian daughters. This is a giveaway for their daughters. This is a giveaway from older dads, President Trump being the top one. And I'm not calling him a theocrat. He's definitely not. I don't think he's con- uh, Christian at all. And I don't think he's conservative. I just think this is a giveaway to the authoritarians of the right, to the social engineers and the, social p- and the central planners of the right. This is a giveaway to them. That's what this is. Uh, it's about protecting us and our people, white people, right? Not the brown-skinned people, not the brown-skinned babies. And if they don't come here legally, those babies don't matter. Right? I thought all lives mattered. Anyways, I could go on for hours about that, and obviously this is a topic that fires me up. But it's unconstitutional, it's anti-economic freedom, and it's an intervention in the government marketplace, which is what conservatives say they oppose, but not really. If you're a libertarian, we all know this. So anyways, Tiana says that two things can be true at once. She says, first, at the end of the day, the onus is on individual parents to care for their children. Second, there are fiscally responsible ways for the government to make child care as efficient, cheap, and proactive as possible. For starters, Washington Examiner commentary editor Tim Carney's central premise that kids are not a means to an end, but rather the ends themselves, is correct. In nearly any system of ethical thinking that libertarian or cons- libertarians or conservatives might hold. But to a lesser extent, so are houses and aesthetics. We still expect people to take loans to pay off their houses responsibly and plan their home ownership. Why wouldn't we expect them to do the same to their children? That being said, children are more of a social priority than home ownership, and it's possible for the government to use conservative incentives to enable better parenting. An easy example of this is the deregulation of the child care industry. There's no reason for D.C., which has an average annual infant care cost of more than $23,000, to make prices even higher by requiring sitters to have college degrees. That's a great example, Tiana. Terrific. Furthermore, there are easy and conservative ways, let's call them libertarian ways. If they're, if they're limited government, then they're libertarian. They're not conservative. First, I'm sorry, I'm going to edit your article. Tiana, if you're listening, there are easy and libertarian ways to enable women to access contraception more easily and cheaply. Just permit it sale over the counter, as Republicans advocated recently. Did they? Uh, Planned Parenthood opposed this, by the way, and it's all about money. 
Claritin saw its price fall by 50% within the first year it went over the counter. There's no reason the same shouldn't happen with contraceptives. That makes perfect sense. And that is a libertarian proposal, uh, not a conservative one. I don't know that social conservatives are too interested in family planning unless it's controlled by the government. And I oppose the Cradle Act, this is Tiana's uh, opinion, Cradle Act, touted by Senators Joni Ernst of Iowa and Mike Lee of Utah because it robs from current taxpayers. But what about simply expanding child tax credits? Let parents keep more of their own money instead of giving them more of ours. Thank you, Tiana. Unlike paid leave programs, this wouldn't discriminate against stay-at-home parents. Thank you. Conservatives don't have to embrace big government entitlements to make parents' lives easier. While the fundamental role of government is to protect the rights of individuals, thank you, Tiana, conservatives and libertarians alike can agree that families and free association of communities are necessary as a bulwark against the threat of big government. We can't agree on that. We ought to promote policies with positive returns on investment and those which limit government overreach rather than expand it. Thank you, Tiana. Beautiful. Brilliantly stated. Uh, well put. And it will probably change... Zero minds on the matter on the right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Peterson, thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Report podcast. Yes, the Freedom Report podcast will continue. I'm surrounded by boxes full of books and clothes. Uh, I begin the uh, passage to my new job, my new career, my new place uh, uh, where I will live in Jefferson City at the end of the month. I'm going to make a first trip this weekend speaking in Columbia at 2 p.m. at the Republican Liberty Caucus's event at the VFW in Columbia. Um, I'll see if I can live stream that for you guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AP4Liberty. If you like this podcast and you want to keep getting these podcasts while you're still getting my five days a week radio show on KWOS, KWOS in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Well, then you can support me over on Patreon at patreon.com slash AP4Liberty. Thanks so much. And you guys all have a wonderful week.